What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. We're on easy street. And it feels so sweet. Cause the world is but a tree. And welcome to the Stuff and Fangs podcast. I am Sam Jones from the UK, and I'm joined from the US across the pond by Alfie Adams. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not available today. Today's election day. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Yes, yeah. So, so <laughs> is this a solo podcast for me? Then is that what you're trying to tell me? It is, it is. You know, you could have just said that in advance. You didn't have to wait until we started. Man, that's, that's uh, just bad planning. Oh, okay. Let, let, let's, let's, no, I'm here, man. Let's leave I'm it here, politics free, because one way or another, because <clears throat> the, the existing guy can't stand, you lot are going to have a new president soon. Yes. yes. That's got to be exciting. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. It makes you feel any better. The rest of the world's kind of watching as well, going, huh, here we go. <laughs> No, that doesn't make me feel better. No, I'm but, embarrassed. But every, everyone did it to us as well over the whole Brexit thing, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll all work out one way or the other, we hope. Hey, Walking Dead, that was a show. We watched it. <laughs> Moving on quickly. That was a very well-worked segue, my friend. Uh, yeah, so welcome, yeah. everybody. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening again. Uh, this week we are looking at episode three of The Walking Dead season seven. Uh, and this episode was called... Oh, uh, The Cell. Yeah, well done. See, you've thrown, I'm going to ask you that every week. I know. I, I don't know why I'm not prepared for that more. I should come to expect it. But I was honestly sitting here trying to think of uh, my Deuce's character's name, and it's Jerry. Jerry. Because um, I wanted to comment right off the bat how there is no Jerry in this episode. And it's no, just not we, the same. we were we were Sam's Jerry this week, and I feel the show is the poorer for it. Um, mm. There, there is already a campaign for Jerry to be in next week's episode. Uh, the campaign mm. is myself currently. Um, okay. If you'd like to join me, then we could be deuces. <laughs> I shall. <laughs> Look what I did. I don't know if I want to be deuces with you. It's, it's a different connotation, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. And moving on <sighs> swiftly again. Ooh, golly See, day. The start of this week's podcast is very much, let's move on. <laughs> We're downhill, buddy. It's basically what my friends used to say to me a lot when I was out drinking. Yeah, move on, Sam. Move on. <laughs> stop, stop now. <laughs> you, you hit you hit the jokes limit about an hour ago. <laughs> uh, so, if you are you happy to dive straight in? I think so. Okay, so we have the cold open this week, and there was a soundtrack to it, and it's a tank called Malice, and I love that song. So I was kind of you know bopping away to the song and not really paying a massive amount of attention, so I had to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> So you knew that song already? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big song here. Really? Yeah, Tank Called Malice. Yeah. Is it not one you knew? So No, no, no. Oh wow. Okay. So not so not only are are you invading us with your actors, yeah, with your popular music as well now? Well, I think that invasion actually happened in the 60s. It was kind of a big uh, thing. 
It was. <laughs> they were that called was a Brit Invasion Bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, can't you guys just leave us alone? No. I mean, come on. Come on, you're a colony. Deal with it. So <sighs> the town called Malice song. Uh, so to me, that was great. And you might be able to help me with this. Was that the first ever cold open done that way? With, with no, basically a no. soundtrack. No. Can you think of another no. one? Because I was yeah. convinced there was another one, but I couldn't think of yeah, it. Yeah, so so last season when they were doing uh, – they did a time jump, and they were trying to show how poor or how starving Alexandria was. Yeah. And so, like, they were pushing the cart around and loading up food, and they were just going about their normal business. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Was that done to music as well? I think there was music uh, to that. I, I might have to watch it back, yeah, because I was kind of convinced there was, and then when I sat down to write my notes before the podcast, I could not think of what an episode it was. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the soundtrack, was like, I watched it again. There was a lot happens in that cold open that gives you a real feel for the sanctuary, I think. Um, we see, we see one of the first observations, you see people kneeling to Negan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, that says a lot about the way he likes to run things straight away. Um, yeah. You notice people averted their eyes as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was kind of very... Uh, it was quite interesting to me that you have the kingdom where Ezekiel's playing this kind of king and playing this role. And then you've got Negan, in essence, enacting a little bit of medieval justice and medieval society himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot more as a tyrant. So that was an interesting contrast between the two episodes. But, yeah, so we, so we get to see that there's basically people living there, um, and they have to work for, was it tokens, he says? Uh, points? points? Yeah. Points. Uh, so in essence, they have to work doing various things, I'm guessing. Um, and But they're, they're crapped on <laughs> from great height. They seem to be, yeah. they seem to be put on ration. Um, they seem to have mm-hmm. to work for everything just to basically live there. And if they mm-hmm. so much as question or step out of line, that I mean, one guy was beaten to death. Yeah. And we saw Dwight, after seeing him get beaten to death, write <clears> down <throat> the guy's number and then go yeah. visit and take his stuff. Uh, with yeah. what I assume was his wife and child just looking on. Um, it gave, although, like I said, to, to the song that I knew and I quite enjoyed it, it gave a real interesting insight to the way the sanctuary worked. I mean, the place is as brutal as it can be, really. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: Did you uh, just the first time? I know you were caught up in the song. Yeah. But did you understand everything that was going on in that opening sequence? Um, well, I think I did. I mean, did you, did you catch it? And I mean, it was like clear, and you understood. Well, I mean, because a a lot of people uh, when we were watching it, a lot of people were like, what did I just watch? What was that? What was the point of that? And it's it's always hard for me when 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 I watch it, because on usually on Thursdays, I I get the synopsis of the episode. And so when it's written out, it's there. There's no artistic you know, liberty with it. So it's very easy to understand. And so I'm watching it knowing exactly what's going on. And, and everybody else was kind of left going like, what did I just see? And it wasn't until like the whole episode played out that, you know, all the pieces fit together finally. Well, well, being completely honest, I I did watch uh, it twice. Cause like I said, I suddenly realized that I was listening to the music and not watching. So I think about it. So whether that played a part, I, I don't know. I mean, I was following, I mean, to me, 
the basis of that opening was to show us the sanctuary and to show us very quickly just how brutal it was and also to introduce us or reintroduce us to Dwight. Right. Um, right. Who, to be quite honest with you, we, we've met before, but right mm-hmm. now, you know, our opinion of him is one way. And this episode, in my opinion, was aimed to give us more depth to him to try and explain sure. the way he acts. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I did follow it, or at least, like I said, I think I did. Um, yeah. Unless there was some massive subplot hidden meaning that I've missed. Um, I, I did follow it. But, again, I will caveat that by saying I did watch it twice. So, right, it's right. possible. That's why. Um, so, we, we go in from the credits to seeing uh, Daryl Dixon naked. Um, I've written Daryl Dixon naked klaxon in my notes. <laughs> Um, there, there were a lot of, uh, uh, I think there was a lot of fangirls pleased and then instantly <laughs> distressed when, when it went from, yeah. uh, just seeing him naked to the fact that he's basically being tortured. Um, mm. there is every aspect of torture at play here. Um, the psychological torture, uh, the music being played in. Uh, I've written a, I've written a question here, which is quite interesting. Do you think that's possibly the first time Daryl's heard music in a long time? I know they've got power at Alexandria, but you never really see them playing music <sighs> or anything, and he's always sort of out and about. No, it's not the first time because uh, epi- or season there was a season when they were riding in the Dodge car and they were putting on the CD. CDs, yeah. So, no, it's not the first time. No, no, I wasn't thinking the first time. I was thinking the first time in a long time. Um, I'm, well, I'm just, now keep in mind, this is, I mean, we're only two years into the apocalypse. So, um, you know, is, it's is not it, been is it that season long. seven only two years? It's, it's, it's like two and a half, two, it's, it's two years and like 200 days or something like that. Yeah. We, we got into, I don't know if I was on a forum or a Facebook group yeah. or something, but we got into a big debate about that and, uh, people pulled up the facts and the timeline and yeah, it's surprisingly, it is only what? two. And that, it, when I got into this, I am, man, I'm sorry. My brain today is like a internet feed about like, I don't know. It's just, it, I am scatterbrained. But that got me thinking even more about that scene in Fear the Walking Dead where the girl had the iPhone, like yeah. iPhone 5 or something. Yeah. Be, you know, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, we're only like two and a half, okay. two and three quarters of a, uh, of into the apocalypse. Oh, well, that, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, that's it. I would have thought it was. I thought we were sort of going in the air, but no, that's that's interesting to know, and that's quite good to know because me is just sort of a, a fan watching every week. I was sort of thinking we were six to, uh, now yeah. going to seven years into it. Yeah, um, no, but no, no, okay. Well, that's quite. So we're basically approaching year three. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. Then in that case, well, now that that point's kind of irrelevant. But the the song being played in obviously is torturing him. I bet anyone who's watched the episode and possibly cursing us for our intro, um, has got that song stuck in their head. Um, I know I've been singing it all day. and So it's a psychological torture being blasted in. I mean, literally, it's all you've got. It's all you can focus on. It's being fed dog food sandwiches. Um, It's just basically degrading him, breaking him down, or trying Mm -hmm. to break him down. Um, 
Daryl's taken to see a doctor. Obviously, he was shot by Dwight in season six. Um, right. And he's taken in to get a checkup. Um, when they go in, we see the woman there who is who, who we know as Dwight's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's having a pregnancy test. However, Dwight and her interactions completely cold. Um, and it's pretty obvious pretty fast that, you know, Dwight, they're not together. Um, you know, she's got a pregnancy test and she says to him almost quickly, you know, it's negative. Um, yeah, see, I don't, I don't think it was clear that they were not together to everybody. Oh, at least really? not with the, at least not with the people watching with, with me. Okay, so now I thought the way they were acting around each other was pretty clear that there was a because I mean he, he kind of looks at her. Well, he doesn't make eye contact with her, but says, "Well, better luck next time." Right. Uh, to me, that that was very cold. Um, it, it it was very cold, but uh, I'm just. I think the way they they did this episode, everything <clears throat> you're, you're so um, blasted with so much so fast that if you are just not taking in every word and processing it yeah. immediately, um, it, it can. I think the point of the episode was to gradually feed you little bits, and then when they have that big talk at the end it, it brings everything together and you're like oh wow how, you know look how bad this place is yeah so i mean good for you for for picking that up and i i mean i i i knew the episode so i mean yeah. you know, it's it's a moot point with me but yeah um, i mean it, it, to, to me uh, I, I kind of thought that that was uh, just through body language whether they were uh separated or or having a serious fight um, you know oh was, yeah there, there, there was sort of something and and anyway, so Daryl's taken in. Uh, she recognizes Daryl and tries to speak to him. And then, then the way Dwight speaks to her again, like "Don't talk to him," again mm-hmm. to me was very, uh, very cold. Um, we we see the doctor uh, basically check Daryl over, tell him that he's recovering fine, he's going to be okay. And even the doctor chimes in with a kind of line along the lines of, "You know, you, you need to get better. You know, you can be looked after here, and he's going to look after you if you're if you right. comply." It's it's kind of every single thing that's going on with Daryl. There, it's a it's a manipulation. There, it's just a constant uh, people trying to break him, get into his head. Um, Daryl, I've written here. Dwight's interaction with Daryl seems to be all about trying to break him. He gives him mm-hmm. his three choices. Um, not long after seeing the doctor, um, he basically says that you join Negan, you be a prisoner. Or you get killed and become a walker, which is part of their like wall. Mm-hmm. Um, when he says there was one thing, and it was a genuine question, and I didn't follow this. There are other guys out there wearing the same mm-hmm. sort of jumpsuits. What what are they doing? What is their role? Do they? Okay, so they. Go ahead. Sorry, no. I was just going to say, do they just live in that wall? Or no, no. So the, there's other prisoners, yeah. right? And so they have that white jumpsuit with a letter yep. on it, which denotes them. Their job is to take people that the sanctuary and the saviors have killed and add it to the wall. Got it. So, like, uh, when they flash to it at some point in time, they're taking the guy who was killed in yeah. the lunch line. Yeah. And then later on, it's the other guy who tried to escape. Yeah. So that's part of their punishment. And, you know, it's to let them know, hey, this this can be you. 
and and they're and they're basically just locked in cells other than doing that role and fed yes. dog food sandwiches. Yes. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I mean, it's yeah. So I mean, he basically gives him these three choices, which, to be honest with you, there's not really three. Um, so, so the question I've asked here, or I was going to ask you, what do you think's going through Daryl's mind at this point? He's got these three options. He's seen Negan brutally murder two of his friends. He he knows, you know, this, this group aren't messing around. He he can see the scope of the operation, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows they've got power. He knows, you know, they've got. I'm not going to sell. They are organized. They've all got radios. You know what is going through Daryl's mind? Do you think? Okay, so just help me real quick. Was Daryl in Terminus? Daryl was in Terminus. Yes. Okay, so I, I think I think Daryl is just waiting, biding his time. I mean, I I think Daryl, um, not being in charge, uh, doesn't have that responsibility that Rick does. Yeah. I think he is just. It's a matter of time before we can defeat this, and I think that's his mindset. Okay. Uh, so, okay. All right. So, so you think, d- despite everything that's going on, he's still firmly at this point just looking for his opening. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean that that does that does play out. Uh, I mean, so so Daryl's locked back in his cell, and we have our first real interaction now between Dwight and Negan. Uh, Negan, in his essence. Um, uh, congratulating uh, Dwight on his work about the right. fact he feels that Daryl's close to breaking. And he utters the line to him, which has been making me laugh a lot, um, about basically, do you want to have your wife for the night or you know, mm-hmm. my wife for the night? So at that point, it's pretty clear that Negan has taken the guy's wife from him. Right. Uh, Dwight refuses um, Negan almost teases him with it, I think, and also teases him with about the fact that he got bit in a certain place and he inquires <laughs> if it's still working. That um, awesome. He does also then take almost sort of take exception to the fact that he's turning down the opportunity to lay with any woman. So, so Negan's kind of hinting here that he has a plethora of women available right. um, and he offers him happy hour at the pussy barn. I had to throw right. that lining. It's been making me laugh all day. <laughs> um, it's an interesting conversation between the two. Dwight seems to be uh, treated by Negan as a lieutenant. He is treating him mm-hmm. as, and is speaking to him as someone who is in his employ, if you like. But right. at the same time, is completely belittling him, and you know, uh, just again, psychological warfare at his. At his best, uh, just reminding him all the time, keeping him in his place. Mm -hmm. It's very much how Negan rules things. Um, I think there's probably a lot of people around that are lieutenants, as he calls them, Mm -hmm. but are just completely broken by him. And he seems to want Daryl to go the same way, or thinks Daryl can go the same way. Um, he, he hints here, obviously, like we said, at wives, and we, we have a situation where someone has stolen something and run. Um, we know from season six that Dwight actually did that at one point as well. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to me that Dwight offers to go after them. Do you think 
that Dwight doing all of this is out of uh, a duty. You know, I've learned my lesson to live here. This is what I do. Or do you think Dwight's doing all of this now because he actually wants to do all of this? No, he's doing it because he has to. So you think Dwight's gone into survival mode? Yeah. And he's literally doing... Okay. So so I'm not... uh, I mean, as the episode plays out, we have a real good um, feel for the depth of Dwight's character. Mm -hmm. It's possible, uh, you know, the more we see and time goes, I'll see it. But right now, I just cannot... Because of the things he's done, you know, he, he did kill someone in our group, you know, shooting the crossbow through their eye. Mm-hmm. He he was quite happy to shoot Daryl last week, uh, sorry, in episode one, or wanted to. Um, to me, there seems to be an element of he's quite enjoying this power that he's got. Um, perhaps I'm wrong. Uh, it's just an observation from me. Mm-hmm. I... He seems to be quite like wielding it, or at least at this point, anyway. That that was my impression. He he says that he he will go after this person. Negan even says, "Oh, you don't have to. You can send somebody else." But he's keen to do right. it. Uh, whilst he's gone, um, the door is left slightly ajar. So so for Daryl. So this kind of throws back to what you just said. Daryl sees an opening quite literally and tries to take it. Mm-hmm. He gets as far as outside, but not before he runs into uh, Dwight's or now Negan's wife. Right. Um, she basically says to him, "You know, go back to your cell. You know, things can get worse. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. think things are bad now. Trust me, they can get worse. Go back to your cell." When Daryl finally does get outside, it's a trap. Um, he's surrounded mm-hmm. by guys straight away, and Negan approaches him with Lucille. Do you think she was a plant? to add that effect or do you think she was no. genuinely trying to help him no I, I think she was trying to help him see again I, I'm, I'm cynical I, I think she was part of the plan to, to mess with him and see whether he was broken or not yet I, hmm. I think if he'd gone back to his cell you know that that would have been a sign that he's broke okay well you know again I, I could be completely <clears throat> wrong but that, that was yeah, just my and, take and, possib- and, and possibly the the storyline, the way it all unfolds in the comics, is affecting my my opinion and view of this. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, quite possibly, I, know, yeah. I know definitively where their characters end up in the comics, so I, I don't know. That, that's, that could be swaying my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm purely basing it on the episode and what I saw. Um, right. I, I have read enough of the comics with them featuring to know that direction. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that in the spoiler section at the end, if that's okay, because I, was, yeah. I want to talk to you about possible differences. Um, but with this, I, I just purely based on the show, I'm not sure uh, about her. Yeah. I think that's that's possibly what they want. They want you to be not sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Daryl outside is confronted by Negan, uh, Negan God, utters his dang. line again. Um, you know. Negan just steals the show every time he's on screen. Yeah, I mean, it's there. fantastic. Um, you know, are you pissing your pants yet? Straight away. Yeah. Um, and the whistling. They're still doing yeah. the whistling, do which you, is. Uh, do you think? You know, we, we talked a little bit about, and I know a lot of people talk about in the kingdom. King Ezekiel puts on this big performance. 
Mm-hmm. Is Negan basically just doing the same thing? Because, you know, he's uttering the same lines. He has his routine. You know, he kind of, you know, he, he feels to me like everything he's doing is well rehearsed. It's well, he's done this a lot. This is how he intimidates people. This is how he breaks them. This is how he does things. So to me, it kind of felt like when he's there and he's got Daryl, and Daryl's reaction isn't on script, though. And now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't throw Negan, but like when he goes to swing Lucille at him um, and stops, Daryl's not flinched at all. Mm-hmm. And that was a, you know, he did that wow again, like he did with Rick. Right. You know, in episode one. You know, right. he, he would expect after smashing someone's skull in front of him, Rick to break. And Rick didn't. Rick looked him in the eye and said he was going to kill him. And it was, wow. He goes, to, he basically says to Daryl, you know, here's your choice. You do this or do nothing or die. Mm-hmm. He then goes, ah, swings Lucille. And he doesn't even flinch. And again, it's, wow. Right. <laughs> so it, to me, it just kind of feels like Negan's got this, uh, you know, like, a, like an accomplished salesman has his patter down. <laughs> You know, he, he knows his audience, he knows what he's doing. And with Rick and with Daryl, he's kind of meeting people that he's not run into that often. It's kind of like, ah, oh, this is different. Okay, let's see where this goes. And I mean, he, he walks away from Daryl basically saying, okay, you're going back to your cell. And then his group of guys just beat the crap out of him. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like to point out, much like Han Solo, Daryl threw the first punch. <laughs> did you notice that yeah <laughs> hand shot first Daryl punched first he, 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 he knew the kicking was coming so he took someone oh, yeah. with him uh, so I enjoyed that um, we then come to I think, sorry go I, on I think I think I mean I think there is a bit of act to Negan yeah I mean it's you know it, he he has developed these lines and catchphrases yeah but I still think, you know, as we saw with, you know, Dwight and everything, this mental manipulation never stops with him. No, never. So, no. so there is, there's, I, I would say it's more like bravado than, than full on acting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's the answer to your question. Okay. Um, we then come to uh, Dwight trying to track this guy down. Um, there's th- this scene coming up. Okay, there, there's two things or a couple <laughs> of things I want to bring up. If that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's let's go with my sort of the visuals for this scene coming up. Great. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, let, let's talk it through. Dwight uh, approaches like a, a, a highway. We call it a motorway bridge. And underneath that bridge, as he's coming on the bike, he gets off it because he can just see a massive, what can I be described as splat of blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's broken up, so walkers that basically are still there trying to bite, but their bones are just shattered. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a giant mess that you don't really fully, and he he approaches it like us as the audience, with, you know, what the is going on? Right, right. Um, you know, he gets off his bike, kind of walking through, trying to work it out. Um, whilst he's there trying to investigate this, from the bridge above, a walker falls, and he, he sees it at the last minute and jumps out of the way. Uh, right. We have him basically then set upon by all the crawling walkers on the floor, and the elders mm-hmm. he has to fight his way to, to escape. 
Um, really great visuals. Um, you know, the, the Walker falling was great. You know, death from above. Um, all of that stuff was great. But to me, it seemed like a really pointless scene, like thrown in Absolutely. just for the effect. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I could not figure out what the point at was. all. No. No, no, that, that was and in an episode that was so heavy on every scene was right. Okay, I almost need to rewatch that because I probably missed three or four small bits of information. Yeah, it, the only thing I could figure out, and I think someone uh, mentioned it uh, in our watch party, was they had liked the idea of falling walkers so much from Fear the Walking Dead that they yeah. had to do it in this one. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, they've done it in this before, but I, yeah, I, I just couldn't see a, a reason. I mean, and anyone listening, uh, drop us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or, or wherever. Uh, let us know the your only, thoughts. The only thing I could think is is that Dwight is struggling with his position in life, yeah, um, and where he's at, and it was just trying to add to how fed up and sick he is with the world. Yeah. But and that's the only, and, and that was grasping at straws. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's yeah. For me, that's grasping and missing the straws. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, the, the, the scene was just like, Oh, that's cool. But right. there was no relevance to the show or the storyline at all uh because unless they unless they needed a way for them for his motorcycle to be broken well of course yeah but again it just if he'd seen the guy ahead walking and then he'd like tried to chase after him and his bike had skidded on all the splattered blood and da, 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 right I, i'd have been fine I, I just to me it just seemed to stop the story dead it didn't make sense and then mm-hmm. we carried on again. And like I said, in an episode that was so heavy in every single scene with detail, that oh, time yeah. for me could have been used to space some of the other stuff out a little bit. So right. people could have perhaps followed without having to rewatch. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's my first criticism of The Walking Dead for season seven. Okay. You're impressed. That's pretty good. That's pretty good I in am. season three. By fear, I was done by scene two of episode one. But Right. Um, <laughs> So, so we go back to Daryl. Uh, Daryl is in his cell. The torture continues with the music. Mm-hmm. And Dwight, uh, again, for me, proves how much of an asshole he is by handing him the Polaroid of Glenn's dead body. Yeah. Um, I mean, pardon me. I will skip back in a second to talk about Dwight's scene with the guy he finds. I just want to touch on this. I watched The Talking Dead. And in the Talking mm-hmm. Dead, they they had the the lady, the actress who plays Dwight slash Negan's wife, right? Who seemed to think Sherry. that yeah, yeah. There we go, Sherry seemed to think that the picture galvanized um, Daryl, seemed to, like enabled him to sort of process it and almost yeah. made him angry to the point that he was able to focus on his anger and you know. Uh, almost therapeutic and they, they hinted on that that that's why Dwight did it I don't believe that I think he's playing his role of trying to break him and he's just doing everything he can to do it but again, I agree this yeah, could I agree. just be me 
I don't know. No, I to- I totally took that because that's when he starts crying, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's playing yeah, the yeah. playing the song about crying, right? <laughs> yeah, I I uh, no, I took that as totally he was trying to continue to break. Yeah, Daryl. Okay. Um. So so just uh, circling back quickly, Dwight uh, with his with uh, the bike broken does find the guy who escaped. And it's a guy we saw earlier, um, Dwight interacting with and then kneeling quickly as Negan went past. Mm-hmm. The guy um, is clearly doesn't want to be there anymore. Right, um, right. In fact, he makes it clear he'd rather die than live another day in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. He kneels, basically telling Dwight, just kill me. You know, Don't take mm-hmm. me back, just kill me. Uh, and Dwight goes in my mind full Negan at this point he basically says to him if you don't come back I will kill all your friends I will feed them <laughs> to the walkers I will dig your wife up I think he says and feed yeah. her body to, to people I mean again people are trying to just from watching the episode uh, Dwight's not a good guy <laughs> um, there's this moment now where the guy starts walking back, kind of agrees with it. He calls him D. Okay, D, you know, okay. I'll I'll start heading back. Right. And then he does shoot him. In that moment, I think to myself, oh, wow, maybe he's got through to him. Maybe this is the moment we see Dwight turning on Negan. Maybe we see this as his first act of defiance. Mm-hmm. Um we, we later, of course, see that he shot him in the back through the heart, so basically mm-hmm. turning him and then takes his mm-hmm. reanimated corpse back to the sanctuary. So, in essence, he's completed his mission. He's added to the wall. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What are your thoughts so, okay, on that? So, so I, see, I'm, I, I, I'm completely different than, than you on this. Okay. I thought, I think, number one... Um, I think Dwight is a coward. Um, he he shot uh, the the lady nurse lady, yeah. you know, from a far distance. Um, I think he was too much of a coward to do it to this guy's face. But then after the guy talks to him, um, I thought that when he turns and starts walking away, Dwight does it in a mercy killing. Because I would have only thought that they would have want him brought back alive. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't you shoot him in the head though? I don't I, see. To me, at this point in stage, um, I, I took it as if he would have shot him in the brain. How would have he? How would he have gotten the body back to prove that he'd completed the mission? Yeah, and then. Um, well, but that's my I point. Th- he, he did complete the mission like a good little boy. You know, he did take. take but if he would have, if he would have killed him in the head, he yeah. would have had no way because he was beat up. He would have had no way to got the body back. And Negan might have been like, "Whoa, you're lying! I'm going to kill you." Yeah. Um, and the, we never knew what the mission was. Was it to just go out and murder him, or was the mission to bring him back alive? Well, I mean, Negan it seems- says he wants his stuff back. That's all he says to him when he sets him on his way. Yeah, and it seems the way that to me, it seems the way that Negan has set up the um, the sanctuary. It's all about psychological control. Yeah. It would have been more effective 
for Dwight to bring him back alive, such as they brought, you know, well, Dwight goes back on his own. But anyway, it would have been more effective to bring him back alive and made a public example of him leaving. You know what I mean? So, So you think Dwight, in essence, has picked the one way he can be merciful in a sense, but at the same time yeah. not get himself killed. Right. I, Cause I, I, I think if neat, I mean, if, if Dwight was enjoying this and, and was just a cold blooded killer, yeah. as soon as he caught up with him, he would have been like right to his face, like, boom, you're done. Okay. But, we don't need to go as far as he did then talking about killing his friends and family and, I think that was just probably his his gut reaction of this role he has to fulfill. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean. I, yeah. I mean, it's a difference of opinion. I mean, I I think that you you get a character who's got to go out and do this because he's forced to would do it slightly differently. Um, I don't think that. I think when he when he started saying all of that. I think there's that line and I think he's crossing it. Whether he realizes he crosses it and that's what kind of snaps him back into the mercy mm-hmm. killing, like you said, um, because we do have the scene right at the end of the episode where he sees him being added to the wall and he throws, you know, throws the bottle in kind of a uh, kind of anger, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because, like you said, I mean, your your view is very much from the character because you know him from the comics. Well, not only that, and to see not only that, but uh, uh, we had people uh, during a watch party, you know, say, "Oh, it was a mercy killing." Like they just yeah. called it out, called it that. So yeah, no, I mean, to it, me, it, uh, it just it was it was the the whole speech he gave about you know digging up his dead wife and stuff like. For me, that was. That was a step towards Negan, not someone who's, you know, got, uh, I don't know, I don't think there's anyone who's good, but you, you know what I'm saying, there's, it was yeah, a step but, to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, but, what, what, but what's the point of all of that, of saying all of that, and then just to kill him in the end? To be psychologically torturing someone before you kill them, to be cruel. But why not just kill them to their face then? Because he wanted to and, give and the guy him, hope that he was going to live, be even crueler, and then shoot him in the back. But he has no point. He has no time to even like. Well, what's I mean, the point like you like, said, I mean, he is a coward, um, but cowards okay. can be as evil as anybody else. Okay, but, uh, you know, just just my opinion. I, I and I'm, that's I'm, wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay, mate. You're American. You're never right. Um, so we then, we're back to the sanctuary and we have uh, Negan and Daryl. And we're in what looks like a, a bedroom. And it could be a, any bedroom, really. You know, there's a bed there, a TV there, a, you know, a video. It, it is everything you can imagine being in, in a sort of room. And Again, it's this psychological thing. Negan's basically showing Daryl what he could have, you know, taking mm-hmm. him from the cell where he's on the floor eating right, dog food right. sandwiches. You know, you come and work for me. This is your place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negan, again, like I said, like a well-rehearsed salesman, kind of goes into the sales pitch, um, you know, telling him the way things work. 
as at this point, Negan has his big interaction and tells the story of his relationship with Dwight. Mm-hmm. He kind of uses this as the example, if you like, of how you stay on my good side. You're going to be all right. If you ever cross me, this is what happens to you. Um, during that story, I, I think it was very well acted by the guy who plays Dwight. You kind of start seeing him change a little bit. Uh, change in the right way. His, his kind of reaction to what's being said as the mm. story goes, I don't know whether you you picked up on it as well, but he, he doesn't really make eye contact with Negan. Right. But there's a couple of times in this, Negan says stuff, and Dwight does shoot him a look. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, there's just a couple of needle points, and he does look at it, and then immediately kind of like, okay, you know, go back to being submissive, if you like. He, it is pretty clear that in Negan trying to break Daryl, to me anyway, he's actually affecting Dwight more. Hmm. Again, okay. My opinion. I I think in because when he says to Daryl, you know, who are you? After he's explained all of this, you know, Daryl seen firsthand that to become, you know, living in this kind of luxury, you have to work for Negan. You have to become. You have to say, I am Negan. Daryl is just defined. You know, he's a rock. He just, you know, I'm Daryl. Just he is not going to break. Whereas, to me, during that, like I said, I was watching Dwight's reaction to the things that were being said. Mm-hmm. And then when Dwight puts Daryl back in the cell, you know, Daryl is defiant. And Daryl even, like, yeah. you know, says to him, I can understand why you did what you did. Yeah, yeah. And you see again Dwight look at him like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. It just kind of feels like this this armor or this persona that Dwight's put up to, to survive Mm-hmm. in that few minutes is broken a bit and you see the the you see Dwight not you know you see D or you see him how he was for for a few minutes right um like like we said before i mean the episode's just so heavy on detail and it's yeah. open to interpretation massively but but that was how that was my take on the scene what what about yourself yeah no i think it's i definitely think it's taking a toll on Dwight um, I mean, we got to be honest here. I mean, this guy, you know, came back groveling, uh, lost his wife. Yeah. His wife's now a wife of Negan. He had his face melted. Um, it's not a good life. No. You, you know what I mean? And then to know, you know, Daryl was trying to help uh, yeah. Dwight originally. You know, and to see somebody who was, you know, what could be considered a good person in yeah. Daryl trying to help Dwight, and now to see him have to go through this, um, yeah, I definitely think it's 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 cracking Dwight down some. Yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, just watching the episode and reacting purely on the episode, I think mm-hmm. my Dwight. All the way through, like I've said a few times, at different times, I've not been, you know, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. But just right at the end, he had the little interaction with his wife as well on the stairwell. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. He was obviously then in that scene with Daryl and Negan. I just think that that right there, right at the very end, 
where we have the episode book ended with him out there watching the guys yeah. putting the walkers on the wall, you, you kind of see the difference. You, you kind of see that this episode and the events that have just happened and him trying to break Daryl, in my opinion, is starting to break him. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. That's my, uh, you know, Sigmund Freud Sam oh, okay. assessment. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically a wrap for the episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot to it. Again, uh, if you like, it's kind of a bottle episode in as much it was Daryl focused and, and the saviors, but it was, it was very good. Again, it advanced the storyline a lot. You got to see, you got to meet the saviors and how that system works. And it is a brutal system. Oh, it is. It is. I, uh, I mean, I loved the episode. I think there was, I mean, it was a first glimpse at the sanctuary and the saviors as yeah. a whole. And, um, I, I do have a criticism though. I, 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 after watching the, when we did our watch back of the first six seasons, yeah, the, the character of Daryl has almost become a Neanderthal. Like he was always a redneck. Yeah. But he had more words to him. He's, I mean, even at the end of six, he's almost just down to grunts and groans now, you know? (laughs) And I, I hope my fingers are crossed that by the end of this thing with, uh, Negan, that we really see an evolution of Daryl, um, that his character transforms into something, not just the uh, sexy, grunting male single person of the show. Okay. I mean, you threw the word sexy in there, not me. Just want to point that out. <laughs> he, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, there's really... Uh, now you've said it, I mean, there's no dialogue. I think in this episode it makes sense um, that he's just beaten down and silent. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you combine that with the fact that even when things were good, he was basically walking around grunting, you know, see you later. Right. Right. Um, right. He was basically Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, even in the Rick Darrell episode with Jesus, you know, it really is not... He, he doesn't say, I mean, he's a man of few words. So, yeah, you're right. It will be interesting to see where they go because I do think uh, Glenn's dead. I mean, he's blaming himself, um, mm-hmm. which, which is what we predicted. And I think at the start of this episode, he's kind of in that cell and is accepting it as I deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I think by the end of the episode, like you said, his brain is clicked into, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I, I- for my chance. I, I just know, you know, it seems to really be a, uh, with, with Daryl, there seems to be a very polar opposite. People either love him and, you know, that's why they watch the show yeah. or they hate him. And I, I'm, I'm not in either one of those camps. No, but you did think but, he's sexy. No. Yeah, he's no, been no, said no. now. It's, it's on the podcast. Okay. Yes. I, I have a, I have a, a man crush on him. Anyway, um, <laughs> No, I just, you can look at every one of the characters from Alexandria and you can very easily say how they've evolved and changed. 
Yeah, and you know you're what I mean? thinking it's time that Daryl... He has to. Because if he's just going to be eye candy for the you know next couple of seasons, it's going to get old real he's fast. He's sexy and he's eye candy. <laughs> yeah. Man, you, you, you are crushing bad. Um, yeah, no, and I think you're right. And I think as an actor, I, I imagine Norman Reedus probably would like to say a bit more. Or perhaps he wouldn't. Yeah. Perhaps he loves his lot in life right now. He shows up, grunts, goes home. Right. Um, but yeah. Picks did you, up 100 um, grand. In The Talking Dead, did you see the thing about Norman Reedus uh, and the, the actor who plays Negan, Jeffrey Dean, uh, went out on their bikes to grab some coffee? Did you see this story? No, I didn't. And, and a woman in her sort of late 60s, 70s was like, oh, it's Daryl. And, and then turned around and went, Negan, you're a son of a bitch. Oh, wow. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> the Jeffrey D. Morgan was basically just saying, you know, I've, I've been used to the fan reaction, but that one was, I think I perhaps I need to prepare myself for that a little bit. Um, right. He does an amazing job bringing Negan to life. Um, oh, he does. Andrew Lincoln said the guy's having far too much fun, which mm-hmm. which you can really it really comes across. You know, like you said, he's a real scene stealer. Everything he's in, he you, he takes the focus straight away, um, right. and he's a very commanding presence as a character. You can understand why people are following him. You know, oh, yeah. forget the brutality a second, just basically on the sort of charisma and what he does. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, the previews for next week, uh, I mean, we know what's coming. So, um, oh, yeah. but we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more in the spoiler section, unless you have anything yes, else sir. to add. No. Okay. Then, everybody. Um, basically the end of the podcast, like we do every week. Uh, if you're a first time listener, thank you very much. Uh, if you're a long time listener, apologies for repeating myself every week, but <laughs> basically we have a spoiler section at the end where we discuss things that are out there on the web uh, people have researched and found uh, we also discuss things from the comic books and we obviously give you the option a lot of people are interested in that just to get a feel for where they go nothing's guaranteed uh, but sometimes the sources are very good and we will say you know this is pretty much nailed on to be what happens so we give you your spoiler warning and that spoiler warning is five four three two one we're now in the spoiler section alfie what we got well i just want to say i i I mentioned this earlier in the podcast but the 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 full episode synopsis does not come out till thursdays yeah so i just wanted to offer if we have people who listen who don't like scouring the internet and they want to know uh, what's going to happen i would be more than happy to just do a little five minute short uh, podcast on Fridays. Uh, it could just be myself just recapping what we will see in that week's episode. If that's something you're interested in, yeah. send in a message uh, and we'll be glad to do that. Yeah, the um, best place would be Facebook. Drop yeah, us just a message yeah, fa- on the page. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, the so- Stuff and Thangs, T-H-A-N-G-S podcast on Facebook. If you're not already on there, we've got over seven and a half, seven and a half thousand, I think. On yeah. There now. And yeah, yeah. seven and a half thousand fans. I'm going to say because that sounds really good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, go. all right, we got the previews uh, for this coming episode, and yeah. we have we have the one where it's kind of yeah, where Negan's just you know tapping and uh, a little bit of Rick and him telling people he's not in charge. Yeah, that's one preview. 
Then there's the preview of Michonne taking the sniper rifle out of the fireplace. Now that is a direct pull from the comics, but it's not Michonne. Right. It's Andrea, Adria. Right. Andrea, who's yep. dating Rick at the time. So they've, they've kind of completely carried that storyline on, if you like, because obviously mm-hmm. Michonne and Rick are involved in the show. Right. Um, now, uh, I have gone over that uh, in the comics, but for the life of me, because I, I went on to read that This Is Negan thing. Okay. I know it doesn't work, but I seem Correct. to remember in the comics, Rick does something to make it not work. I, I can't remember. So, so can you fill me in? Because it's been bugging me. Uh, to the best of my memory, she's up in the church tower yeah. thing, and she does start firing. Yeah. And they send a savior up there, and they fight. And I don't remember if she falls out or... Something I, she does not succeed. I know no, that. No, much. I, well, I know. I know she doesn't succeed, Kelly Negan. It was just there was something in my mind that, I, and they seem to. But again, they're so clever with their trailers sometimes, and their you know their mm-hmm. clips the next week where they show you scenes out of order and out of context right, to make it right. look like something. But Rick's right. on his knees in this trailer, looking like he's crying again or breaking mm-hmm. again. And to me, that's kind of a hint that someone's just been punished for. Okay. Did you know what I mean? And that, and so that could be slightly different to the comic. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not going to over overthink it or say it. But it yeah, just, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because clearly Rick, or at least the way the interaction looks on the preview, Rick doesn't look happy that she's going to do it. But at the same time, he isn't trying to stop her. Right. You know, if he was stood in the doorway saying no. Then that's yeah. him trying to stop her. Him just looking solemn and broken in the background, not so right. much. So I, I, um, so this is spoiler section, and we're we're going to I yeah. we're going to throw out comic spoilers too. So what I'm trying to wrap my head around, he confides in. I thought in the comics, because he's dating Andrea, he does not confide in Andrea. I thought he confided in Michonne that, hey, this is just an act. Yeah. I'm really going to fight back, but I have to do this for the safety of the community. Well, see, now, I thought it was Andrea, but only after she tried to... See, yeah, it's strange. I'm going to have to read them again. (laughs) I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that too. No, but I originally he does not confide in Andrea because she's you you could be right. You could be right. It was Michonne actually. And I'm trying. I'm curious to see who it is, and I'm curious to see how long we have to wait for him to confide in somebody. But do you think that that is going to continue in the TV show? Because I mean, he did. Negan did break him in the end with, with Carl. But do you think yeah. once he got back, he kind of galvanized himself and I mean, well, Rick, I, Rick's a very strong character and it, you know, he might well get knocked down, which he has been, but I'm confident he will get back up. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think at that moment in that time he was broken and doing what he had to do for survival. Yeah. But I think as soon as he could catch his breath, yeah. his next thought was, how, okay, how, how, how do we do this? this. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just curious 
to see, I don't think we'll see it in this next episode. I think we'll go a couple more episodes. You think he we'll, can we'll still see broken, or perhaps it'd be the very end of this episode. He can fight. It could be because you yeah. this this coming episode's an hour and a half. I was about it's to say minute. this is an extended episode. Isn't yeah, it? it's a ninety minute. Oh, we'll um, see. That, that, that can the, go two ways. <laughs> uh, have you seen the preview yet for uh, with uh, Rosita and Spencer trying to leave? No, no. The only previews I've seen are the two you've mentioned. Okay, is, so there's an there's yeah. another one. Rosita and Spencer's in a car. Rosita's driving. Spencer's in the passenger seat. Yeah. They pull up to the gate of Alexandria to leave. Yeah. Eugene's sitting beside the gate and he's repairing something. Yeah. And Spencer like is a complete jerk. He's like, open this up. And, and Eugene's, I mean, he's still almost like crying and he goes into this spiel about how, uh, he doesn't know what he can do to fit in with this new Negan thing. And so he's trying to build them a radio as a gift offering. And you can tell like Spencer is just being pompous and uh, I've never liked Spencer. No. And him and Rosita are going to go out and try to start collecting things to give to Negan. And in the midst of this dialogue, you hear this big truck and then you hear the click 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 of the bat <laughs> and it's man this it's it's going to be epic do you think they're Negan gonna do arrives. the ripping the beds out like doing the comics yes yes yeah i think you said there was a spoiler scene that's there. confirmed yep yeah so oh and and so daryl is coming with negan so to alexandria be there yeah, oh, as a prisoner again it's just a psychological thing all the time to break people down and and then uh, Rick has to carry Lucille around for Negan. I did see Lucille uh, had obviously been thirsty again. Now I'm guessing that's going to be Walker blood. Um, yeah, I'm guessing because yeah, in the comics he he says, "Take your time. I'll just clear up out here." From right, memory. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, see that it's yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I think they're sticking to the comics. You mentioned in the podcast before, and I, I kind of stopped us talking about it because I felt it was a little bit spoilery. In the right. comics, they do play, or I mean, they're good in essence. They're on the the side of the good to try and oversimplify it a second. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Do you think they're going to follow that trajectory as well? Okay, so I think they hinted yeah. at it tonight. Like I said, the, the transition of Dwight. I think the whole reason for this episode almost was not Daryl being tortured, but actually seeing Dwight and seeing how he could become good. (laughs) Right. Okay. So major comic spoiler. Yeah. Five, four, (laughs) three, two, one. Rick's dead. No, sorry. (laughs) Go on. So, So, when they defeat Negan and they take him prisoner, yeah. Dwight has taken over the Saviors as a fourth group and a ally of Alexandria and yeah. the Kingdom and the Hilltop. So, well, I mean, it stands yeah. the reason that the Saviors. There's a lot of people there under boot. So should yes. Negan be gone, they'd be more than happy to. <laughs> to, to well, live. and that's what that prisoner or the guy escaping says, yeah, you know, there's more of us than there is him. We could, you know, and 
I don't know, man. There's so much debate on the internet right now of if they will follow that path. There's been a lot of people speculating that they're going to give that role to Daryl. Um, possibly, I suppose, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean th- that kind of makes sense to a point, but at the same time, I like you. I think Daryl needs to. But then again, that could be it. That could be the storyline that develops his character into a leader, not just a grunter and a lieutenant. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that for sure. Um, does his wife survive? Is she still alive in the comics, Cherry? I believe so. Uh, I'm going to say this now. I think she's going to be dead in the TV show. Don't, don't ask mm. me why, but I just think she's a character we're going to get introduced to, start to like, and then they're going to rip away from us. She's practically yeah. wearing a red shirt already. Yeah. <laughs> in my eyes. No, uh, she would why, be a good but, um, candidate for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a few characters over time you kind of get introduced to, and just as you start to think, ah, oh, yeah, oh, right, they've just been eaten. Fair enough. Right, right. Um, so I, so a little different, but in but in all things spoilers, yep. um, they were asking during the watch party, basically, you know, what's the next big death, right? Yeah. And so is we know it's Spencer and we know it's the, the mid season finale. Yeah. And I was asked, do you think they could be any more predictable with that? Like, why is it now the show has become either mid season finale, season finale or season intro season premiere? Yeah. Um, as much as I hate to say it, it's ratings driven. Um, I know people here, for example, will miss episodes, watch them back. But if it's a mid-season finale or something, they make sure they're going to watch it. Yeah, sorry. In the comics, I mean, we've got a very clear path of where they're going to go with all of the characters. I'm still very much on the fence of what they're going to do across the board, whether the series is going to end. And mm-hmm. if that's true, then I don't see them changing up the oh. formula at all of, you know, mid-season finale has a big death or anything like that. Here's here's one for you. Uh, it is spoilery news. They have cast Alpha. No way. Yeah. Um, it's a, a blonde actress. I can't remember much more about it beyond that, but I did see that pop up. But that's very early. Unless they're planning Alpha for next, that that, that no no, no it's, wrap. For, it's for season eight. Well, but, still, I mean, to me, I I'd have thought you're looking at nine for, for. Although, of course, they cast Negan and he appeared for twelve minutes at the end of season six. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, and that's all they could. I mean, but I don't see them taking. Okay, so all of season seven really appears is going to be the lead up to All Out War. Yeah. I can't see them taking, what was All Out War? Eight comic episodes? Yeah. Six or eight. It was eight, you know, but I can't see them taking all of eight. No, I, I don't, I don't all think they would, but I mean, there are, there is a sense of sometimes you need to let stuff breathe a bit. So. There, I mean, like you were saying about people in your watch party are a little bit starting to say, well, it's becoming a little bit predictable. There are certain comments I read a lot here, and people have said to me where it's kind of like, 
here's a bad guy, we defeat the bad guy. Here's another oh, yeah. bad guy, we defeat the bad guy. To me, they, they kind of need to let it breathe. I mean, there's enough threat from the walkers and there's enough that could still be done with that, that every episode can have a purpose and can have th- threat and <laughs> uh, peril, if you like, without mm. the need for a big bad guy in every episode. Yeah, um, so, but you're gonna get you're gonna get those gripes of man. What are we watching? Rick become a farmer? You you know what I mean? Like well, that's tough to them rebuilding. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, Alexandria. You cannot, you, you cannot keep everybody happy for sure. Um, no. I mean, for me, I just want the show to keep going. You know, I, I really enjoy it, and I really enjoy what they're doing. Um, so. But I mean that. But that is that is. I, I hate to say this. That is what the show has become. Is it's no longer about the threat of zombies. It's no, about the threat of people. And if a yeah. new threat's not introduced, what then, is there of the it. show? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, no, and, and you're right. And the fact they they've cast Alpha suggests that. I mean, you're looking the back half of season eight. I think. Um, finally, meeting the whispers. Which is going to freak people out. Right. Um, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's it. I mean, I've I got nothing else to, to, to spoil or discuss, really. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Um, Rick and Negan back on screen together, I think, is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, very keen to see whether we see Rick follow the same comic book arc of basically being defiant. Right. Uh, well, fingers crossed. Anyway, I I, I prefer uh, strong protagonist and antagonist, not not one broken and whimpering. <laughs> so, so fingers hey, crossed. I got it. Just a, a thing to close on. Uh, and you're in the industry somewhat, so I, I was hoping you would know. Yeah. On the Talking Dead, the uh, Sherry's character talked about her appearance in season six. Yeah. And how even when she was on set, she did not know the scope of how her character was going to be yeah. interact. Do you believe that? Uh, it's more than possible. You got the thing to keep in mind is that we we laugh about Scott Gimple and his non-linear storytelling. Mm-hmm. When it comes to putting a show together, none of it's linear. So, right, for example, right. her scenes literally could be her only thing that she's doing. So she literally would not see the show until she watches it as a fan. Right. So if you imagine she's in the woods, okay, this is how you're acting, this is how you've got to act, you do that, bang, 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 okay, goodbye. You know, that that, that could very well have been her lot in it. Now, if she wasn't a comic book fan, which I don't think she was, and she wasn't someone... Well, she even she even said um, I went back and even, read. <laughs> that even but no, but she even said that when on set, she didn't know her character's name was going to be Sherry until yeah. somebody said called her Cher or yeah. something like that, and she put it together. That's well, mind blowing that you're going to be a show like The Walking Dead. They audition people in massive secrecy. I oh, I know everybody, that. I, uh, everybody yeah. who's ever been on the talking that has hinted at the fact that they didn't know the character name. They were told right. it was a show about zombies, so they could kind of work it out. 
Um, but and yeah. usually, what the character that you know what they have to read has nothing to do with the character exactly, that they're playing. Yeah. So yeah, I they, know all that, but the but to be on set and to be that in the dark is it, that's um, mind blowing to me. It, it's uh, I'm not completely shocked by that, but okay. at the same time, it, it would be. You you would think that if someone is being cast in a recurring role, which clearly they were casting with her because they were looking mm-hmm. ahead, there would be a little bit more done to give her that to, to act from. You know, this right. is going to be your character. Um, but at the same time, I'm not shocked at that at all. I mean, my experience of TV sets is chaos. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like people are cast and thrown in and... And it's like, okay, you, you are this, stand there. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not massively shocked by that. But at the same time, you would think with someone being cast in, in quite mm-hmm. a big role, really, there there would be a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Okay, my friend. Well, I mean, that's us out for the week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you very much. Uh, be sure to go on to iTunes or your provider and make sure you subscribe for us. Yeah. Um, get in touch via Facebook. Uh, everybody does. We have a good good time on there sharing various funny images. Um, there'll be lots more this week. I've seen some of the memes. I still call them that memes, um, <laughs> which are hilarious, actually, from the last episode. And, and the kingdom. Some of the kingdom ones are great. Deuces. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's me out, my friend. That's it, buddy. I will see you next week. We will. All right, that's a wrap. Are you coming back soon? I don't know. We need you now more than ever. <laughs>